Hi guys, welcome to Art Talk with April, season three. I'm April Harris of Inked April, located in Birmingham, Alabama. We have some wonderfully inspiring artists on this season. Let's get started. Hi everyone, today on Art Talk with April, I am the guest and Vero is the host. So Vero, take it away. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I thought that, um, you know, it's not fair that you're always interviewing artists and you're not yourself interviewed because you're such an amazing artist that, you know, people need to know a little bit more about your work and your process and where you come from and everything. So um, I have never interviewed anybody before either, except like the many times that, you know, I was interviewing artists when I had the art gallery, Naked Art. But um, yeah. This is obviously different because I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't will, but you know, do it for you. Um, so um, basically, you know, I know your work, but I don't know much about you. Like, where, do you, are you a trained artist? You must be because you're 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 a graphic designer by by day. Yeah, yeah. You make artwork of that you really love when you when you have a minute left yeah so um so where, where i mean what did you go to school for and tell me all about okay it. um so like a lot of artists i grew up drawing and and liking to color you know my crayons and things like that and um was very fortunate to live in prattville alabama where they had a really great art program for high school students. And they were, it was um, run by two teachers, Mrs. Parker, Mrs. Susan Parker, and Mrs. Britton. And they were just amazing. They really created a community of artists at such a young age, at such a young group of kids. And um, it was kind of like a club and we would get initiated and it was almost, I don't know, it was, it was just fascinating because um, I know a lot of people don't get to experience that very young, but we were in, we had art shows, we were in competitions, our, um, our 12th grade year was actually a college course level. And so I got um, credits for that for college. And then I went to um, AUM in Montgomery, Auburn University in Montgomery for graphic design. So that's kind of where that all started and everything. Yeah, yeah I, I, I feel like, you know, like so many younger people feel like, you know, if they become a full-time artist they're never going to make any money and so you have to go in the commercial part yeah. of it when your heart is really into like creating artwork you know oh, for yeah. the sake of creativity but you know who gets to do that yeah. <laughs> a, few, a few lucky ones but uh oh it takes like a very long time to get there um, yeah and that was kind of the thing <laughs> That's that's like even when I went into college for graphic design, I don't think I really understood exactly what graphic design was. I was just told it was, you know, like art you could do on the computer. And because it was on the computer, then you could probably make a living at it, you know. <laughs> and so it was one of those things where all the grownups kind of agreed around me that that was a good choice. And so I was like, OK, that's a good choice. You know, it's art i guess <laughs> at least in the right field so you know. yeah yeah so i mean and that was probably one of those things that i struggled with the most is knowing whether or not graphic design was the right choice and kind of feeling like you know like when i went into it and i was in college i did really good i mean i had great grades and everything and i enjoyed it so um, but as I got out of college, um, the real world kind of it, <laughs> uh, 
came to realization I wasn't in art class anymore and it kind of sucks. <laughs> definitely, definitely not the same thing. Did you do internships while you were in college? No, I went, I went straight into a job at a printing company that was family owned in Montgomery. And unfortunately, I didn't learn my lesson after that, but family printing owned companies are pretty difficult to work for. There's not a whole lot of professionalism there because it's their family. And so they kind of talk to their employees and treat their employees like they could, you know, like they don't have training or they're not like a manager. They kind of treat you like you're part of the family, but not in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) So, I had some pretty bad experiences when I first started out, and that really made me question, what am I doing? Why am I, why why did I even go into graphic design, you know, because it wasn't that I could be creative, like they didn't give me that license to be creative, just because I had a degree, it was more like, you were just other hands to yeah yeah like you know how to use the software do what we say yeah it wasn't challenging creatively basically but from there did you uh, decide to go freelance or did you go work for more a bigger company well um I stuck with it (laughs) because I didn't really I didn't really know what to do you know it was kind of one of those things where it's it's pretty scary to jump well, out. It was it was also your first job, so you had yeah, nothing else yeah. to compare to. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I went and um, worked for the newspaper in Montgomery mm-hmm. as a graphic designer for a little while, and that was just as boring and awful. <laughs> I mean, and it was it was it was cool because um, you could be around like the press where the it was like a three story press. And it would print the the daily newspapers and it was just huge and it would run all night. And then these people would get the newspapers and deliver them in their cars or whatever. And so it was really cool to be kind of a part of that and see all of that. But as far as the design was concerned, it was really, truly like. Yeah, you would have had the same experience in the mailroom. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it was like, yeah. just do what we say. And it was more about time, you know, like get it done in time. Right. You were on a schedule. And, yeah. you know, the what I found was that the more I, I kept fighting against it, like trying to think and give ideas and be creative and um, give solutions to things or try to change things. And it would just always get shut down. I had the same issue. And, you know, I think it's being a new person mm-hmm. and being a woman, a young woman. And yeah. I worked with a lot of men, you know, <laughs> like I, wor- I worked in, in the advertising section, the, 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 the creative advertising section of different advertising yeah. And most of the time, it was pretty much all men, you know, and they were just like, you would pro- propose these ideas, which you thought, you thought was quite good, you know, yeah. and it down like, you know, or, you know, you would like finish a job and move to a different agency because I was doing internships. Yeah. And you come back to visit somebody that you got along with to go to lunch or something and you see your idea on the wall, but like they redrew it, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, okay, it wasn't a bad idea. At least I'm glad about that. It was just, you know, because the, the competition was just ridiculous. Yeah. And, and that's another thing. It's like the competitiveness between designers as well. It can get so just, it's just absurd to me. I mean, the the whole like, that whole like corporate graphic design stuff is just so, it is is a world within itself. It's completely different. But I eventually lucked up and got a job working for an online company in Montgomery and it was all logos, 
all logos. And so there ended up, I think we started out with like maybe four or five graphic designers, but over the years, it ended up being like 15 graphic designers. And we had to generate logos all day long, Mm -hmm. upwards of like 18 to 25 unique ideas. You were probably like (laughs) eight peanuts per logo. (laughs) Yes. And it was not not AI is doing all that for you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank goodness, right? For technology. (laughs) I mean, but it was, it wasn't great for my career. It wasn't a great company or anything like that. But it was like I was back in school again. Yeah. And we, there was a huge group of art people, you know, and we had so much fun. And it was, it was just like constant creativity. Yeah. I mean, at least concept wise, it was constantly challenging, right? Yeah. Unlike yeah. the place where you were, where you just like, you know, feeling. <laughs> no weird, one was saying, you know? yeah. do it this way. I got to decide and actually use some of my knowledge, <laughs> which is just so sad that, you know, that happens in, in graphic design, you know, and they don't let you have a voice or, you go, you go to school, you get a degree, or you you know how, but these other people who don't. And, and unfortunately, you're too young or, you know, naive <laughs> to know what companies to choose and apply, yeah. to, you know, to, you know, I mean, it's just like so much unknown there, you know, it's like, that's why, you know, in Belgium, they, they send us to internship. In advertising agency oh, yeah. that's part of the last year you know kind of like you know doctors go and you know work <laughs> in the hospital for you know yeah the last year that would be yeah. good I feel like that would be a, that would be better than you just... know yeah I learned just as much or more during like I don't remember how many months we were doing that you know but uh then then the the rest of the time I was in school you know yeah, because you're right here. You're like you, you're doing practice, pra- practice, you know. So anyway, but so I imagine like busy as you were, you didn't have time to like dabble with your own artwork much. Then, <laughs> so when did you start? Have... You know, Vero. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I could just make art all the time. But I did. That was actually during the time when I really started taking the pen and ink stuff seriously and doing a lot of that. But I was doing like these three by four huge 24 by 36 drawings (laughs) in pen and ink. Um, And that took forever. So I only did probably maybe... I don't know, three or four of those during that time. They were just huge, you know. And you were constantly working on them. Like yeah, you, yeah. Do, you do, you you're like me, you have happy hands. You just can never stop <laughs> doing something. Like I mean I I can't just like idle. That's just like no way for me. You know, I have to be sick yeah. to like do nothing <laughs> or sleep. Yeah. Yeah, really. It it really is like that. Like it, I think. The times when I am truly not either thinking about it or making something, I'm like either very sick mm. or asleep <laughs> or I'm doing something, you know, like with my family, right. you know. And, and, and that's really how you are productive, you know, like people always tell me, you are so productive, I say, but I, I can't stop, you know, like stopping is boring you know I have to (laughs) use my hands doing something on my brain to create a concept or take notes or doodle or you know like so I mean like I I just have to you know and I know so um so so you were um creating those big drawings and then you know when did you start using your graphic design in in digital form I know that you do both, 
you know i mean like when did you, you start using your your knowledge about graphic design to create art as a you know yeah. yeah well so i went on to continue in graphic design as a day job um still to this day do that but you're um, not you're now a freelance right no i'm not oh, freelance oh okay I, i didn't know that I do work for a company, but it's like I worked for so long that eventually I have a say so. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have like a, a you're obviously working from home, right? Yeah, yeah. So do you have like a nine to five or do you have yeah, your... it, it's flexible and so basically um I work with a team of people for that work in a corporation. And um, I'm their graphic designer. Um, so the team that I actually work with is only about, I want to say eight to 10 people. And because they've hired more people, I'm not really sure. But um, I focus on them and their um, thought leadership. They do a lot of writing about things like AI. <laughs> and I have to do the graphic design that, you know, kind of, explains these technologies and yeah, I can't you know. do that yet they still need a real human <laughs> yeah yeah they still I'm like they talk about it and they write about AI and they talk about all this stuff that's going to happen mm. but then they're turning around and I have to make it <laughs> you're the robot I have to make the graphics but I get to make decisions I'm supposed to to think uh, it's like part of my job to bring ideas to the table so is it sufficiently creatively uh, fulfilling yeah yeah and uh, so I'm good. like I'm able to come up with things and like do video animation if I choose to or do an infographic or whatever but it's I I am literally required to think it is part of like my job <laughs> that's great Yeah, because, you know, like, it really takes a special person to be able to do that. The people who have it, it's sad to not use it, you know. Like, I do a lot of concepts, you know, um, yeah. some things, you know, and people, like, rely on me to come up with something. You know, they're not going to say, oh, you just draw, like, you know, this fish playing ball or something, you know. That's what I want. No, they say We, you know, I have this idea, but maybe do something like that. And then they, I send them like a, you know, a, a sketch of, you know, yeah. a pencil. You know, I say, is it about that that you want? They're like, oh my God, that's great. You know, that's <laughs> what I couldn't come up with, you know, and then you do the final. So I imagine that that's kind of what you do. You know, you yeah, yeah. create a concept. Of course, you work on the computer from zero to yeah. You yeah, know, I, I don't, don't do that. <laughs> I, I um, yeah, I mean, I, I could do it by hand, which not a lot of graphic designers mm -hmm. could do necessarily. Um, I think a lot of people go into graphic design and they don't necessarily know how to draw or paint or yeah, do any of that. Um, but I could if I wanted to, you know, like I could do my own illustrations for my designs if I wanted to. But of course, it's always about time. You know, there's always like a deadline kind of thing. And that I'm fast, but I'm not that fast. <laughs> so you feel like you're fast on the computer to uh, create. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I would, oh, yeah. for me, I'm faster drawing it than I am on the computer. I really like draw the piece and then I take it to the computer. If it really has to be like a logo or something that we vectors yeah. it, then I color it in there. But the least I have to do on the computer, the better it is for me. Because I work <laughs> with like, you know, um, ancestral um, graphic design tools. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably what I learned on and on. Like, I think about it all the time. Like, I, what I went, I went to school for graphic design and I learned on computers and software, none of which anybody uses anymore. It doesn't exist. It's all 
old technology. Yeah. Everything changes, you know. And um I you know, for a long time I used a um like a, a Wacom tablet with a pen. Yes. And so I could draw on that and then draw on the computer. And that was really cool. Um, but then when I got my iPad, everything changed. I mean, being able to draw directly on the screen is just like, uh, the ease of it is just amazing. I, I love it. And I didn't think that I necessarily would. Right. But yeah, it, it doesn't was- appeal to me either. At all. I've never tried it. But, you know, yeah. him that, you know, like it, you don't scratch paper. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, like- they actually make iPad um, screen covers that mimic paper. Are you kidding me? And the feeling of paper. Are you trying and to you sell know, it to I, me? <laughs> I went. I went straight to Amazon and got some paper. It's called like paper like light paper made or something. But it is so cool because it really makes your screen instead of it being slippery. One time I'm just and, gonna have to come visit you and try it. Yeah, <laughs> I wanna see, I wanna, I wanna see in 3D when this is in 3D like and <laughs> I'm able to draw at like 16 by 20, 400 DPI. And so like it could like great resolution would be 300 DPI. And I'm doing 400 so that I could make it even bigger than that if I wanted to, but also go smaller. And right now, I think the thing that I kind of struggle with is I get, I get too detailed at the 16 by 20 and then when it goes down to like a five like a five by seven Mm -hmm. a lot of that work the time that I put into it just kind of fades away like it's there in the file but when it's printed you're not going to see every line that I made and that kind of thing which would be similar to like doing cross hatching yeah and scanning it and then printing it smaller makes sense um, that's one of the things I struggle with is I think spending too much time in the detail when it doesn't really have to be you know yeah you are definitely OCD about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm OCD <laughs> I like it though I like it a lot I'm interested to know a little bit about your subject matters because it seems like you're a big fan of fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what inspires you every day to like, how do you pick a, a subject? My uh, ideas, I pretty much kind of stick around like nature and um, women like birds and trees and hearts and things like that are kind of like a, like a baseline, you know, that I I really enjoy drawing those things into my work because they have meaning to me outside of whatever it is. Um, So then at that point, um, I usually do a bunch of thumbnail sketches all the time. I have, I have thumbnail sketches on my iPad. I have thumbnail sketches and little notebooks and sketchbooks and things. So whenever an idea comes to me, I, I just sketch it out. I do a little sketch and just keep ideas. And the ideas just grow and grow and grow. And I have like, I could probably, you know, start a hundred paintings at one time if I wanted to, but I've had, you know, years of ideas that have piled up. And then on top of that, I really like the fantasy stuff. Like I like, um, like Brian Froud. Are you familiar with him? So um, he worked with Jim Henson on several movies in the 80s. The Labyrinth and The Dark Crystal. I'll probably... Um, know about him then I just don't remember his name because oh, yeah watch like he, the documentary and yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
just just amazing little he would um draw these amazing little like trolls and creatures and they would have strange faces oh yes i remember yeah 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 and he's like all old and uh didn't his son take over like the beast yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yes it, the, the whole family is in on it right <laughs> They, uh, his wife does, um, like he worked on the remake of the Black Crystal or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And and so, um, I really love like that kind of, but that sort of sort of darker kind of fantasy, um, dark fantasy, strange, yeah, strange kind of make believe worlds, not necessarily like princess and castles kind of fantasy but more like you know areas and yeah dark <laughs> and little evil and you know <laughs> i just always at times kind of liked that that darker um aesthetic i don't know why it's not that i'm particularly dark like <laughs> my my grandma studio here <laughs> You don't look like a like too gothic to me. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just like I just like that kind of um, that aesthetic and that world. And so I try to pull in darkness, you know. But as I started adding color to my work, it got more and more colorful. And so I actually kind of try to rein that in a little bit <laughs> no i think it's interesting because you have if you have like colorful work you know it can also have that like dark fantasy feel to it you know yeah, yeah. actually would be what makes it interesting and makes it more your style you know yeah yeah that's true because i mean it's one of those things that i'm just like i don't i i don't know exactly what i'm going for but you know over time the ideas just kind of come out similarly. I like this question that, you know, you often ask your artist, your artist, your, your interviewees. Um, <laughs> what advice would you give to your younger self? Uh, or as a new would, artist, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I would say realizing that you don't have to have it all figured out, like in your 20s. <laughs> well, but that's good for anybody. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it really is that good. That's good for anybody. Like, and, and you're not too old in your forties. You're not going to be too old in your forties. It, it, it's one of those things that I have learned over time is that we put a lot, like, and I think maybe in America, but we put a lot of pressure on, like. Um, achieving certain goals by a certain age and being in a certain place. Gotta fit in the mold. Check the boxes. Okay, I'm married. I got kids. I've, you know, bought a house. I've got a car. You know, and it's just like having, um, being in an art kind of world, it, it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, your mind is you're really relying on your mind to come up with ideas and to and then your hands to make things and find the time and you're always learning i just feel like there's plenty of time and that we put our we put ourselves on such a like a timeline like that really stressed me out when i was younger because like i said you know i I was going into graphic design and it was really terrible (laughs) (laughs) And so You're it like, felt like, am I here? <laughs> what is going on? Where am I going to go from here? Because this is awful. I can't handle it. <laughs> so, well, um, tell me where we can find your work. So, pretty much everything is under Inked April. Um, I've got a website, www.inkedapril and .com. Yeah, yeah, I've got my own little store there. And um, I tried Etsy for a little while, but it didn't really, I don't know, I I did sell some stuff on there, but I didn't do it, I think, 
regularly enough to really and there's so much competition on Etsy you know yeah yeah and like you don't really show up necessarily unless I think somebody is specifically looking for you right and that's the traffic that you bring yourself there anyway so might as well have to your website and make more profit yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, and they, and they take percentages off of everything that you sell. So, you know. But, you know, if they're running the place, that's understandable. But, you know. Yeah, they're giving you the spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know that, you know, you were showing at the gallery up to 2019. Um, do, you show, do you sell your work anywhere, whether it's in town or out of town, you know, um, brick and place so of course I have it online but I also have started doing shows and I did like my first art show last year in October I did, I did. And it, I, I, it did really good it was quite the experience I think I was more nervous about like being face to face with a customer and not knowing what to say or you know, like you're too used to be in front of your computer. There's a screen yeah. between people. And what show was that? Oh, I think it was a night Kahabazar. Okay, okay, yeah. I I should look into that that show at Kahaba because you know, oh, really? I, I it seems like fairly easy because it's a one day show. So and I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like I really like it. It seems to be like they're typically 12 to five. Like I've, I've signed up for another one. There's another one coming up, but it's like the spring celebration at Cahaba. And I think it's a com- completely different group that's putting it on, but it's at Cahaba. So I'm kind of familiar with the, with the place. And that makes me a little bit more comfortable to like continue to sign up for their shows. I think the Cahabazars are by Cahaba itself. And then like the punk rock flea markets are. That's a different person. I catch you. Okay. And then. So did you enjoy it and will you do more? I, I did. I really did. And I think just getting over that first show and, you know. It's a lot of stress when it's unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Miro, I was doing all the things that I know that you have been doing for years for people at your gallery. <laughs> it's like trying to display things. And you got to make sure you bring bags and, you know, labels and yeah. hair. <laughs> and, you know, like, you, I'm sure you forgot like half the stuff. I mean, I was like, so much about what you did with the Naked Art Gallery was so awesome because of the way you put a little bit on the artists to do their pricing and have the stickers and, you know. Oh, my God. Of, well, you know, I had 70 artists. I had to, you know. I know. Otherwise, they were never going to have their stuff priced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's a lot of work, yeah. you know. Like you'll spend all day just doing that, and then you don't run the rest of the show, you know, including yeah. social media and keeping the gallery open and <laughs> cleaning the toilet, <laughs> anyway. decorating the toilet with the installations, okay. yeah. preparing for the art shows, and you know. yeah, <laughs> so glad I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> That was too much work, man. I can't. I, I, you don't know how simple my life is today. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I do kind of. I feel you. I feel you. I think just doing it for yourself for an art show is a, is a lot of work. Doing it for seventy is insane craziness. Well, you got more I shows know. coming up. I do. I've got that spring celebration. Um, I'm probably going to sign up for more, some more Cahaba stuff, but that's kind of the only thing that I'm doing right now. I'm just trying to take it easy and not get too, um, overwhelmed by it, you know? Yeah. 
you gotta go from one to one you know and when you finish one you look forward to the next one and you you learn from the last one you keep your lists (laughs) so you do you don't forget things the following time stuff like um well do you have like a a series like a, a planned series or something like would you like to have like I mean, you're not showing in any galleries, so. No, I'm not showing any galleries. You have any? Thinking about series, and I want to work in series. Um, and I've got a few sort of planned and started. Right. That's but good. I'm still doing kind of um, the traditional stuff here and there. But I've started putting my work on panels. And um using watercolor ground on the panel. So I do the watercolor on the actual wood and and then add ink on top of that, you know, so experimenting here and there still. So that would be fun. Yeah, there's a couple things that I follow and I'm I've got like some I've gotten onto some newsletters or something where people send out like I've been following a lot of like women's associations and things like that oh, that are yeah. geared specifically towards women artists gives you and, a better um, chance because there's so many men artists out yeah, there yeah you have and like, uh, I, I don't know i feel like their calls for art are more geared towards something that i would want to speak to you know so those are really interesting so i mean maybe one maybe eventually <laughs> hmm? Well, you have to share that info with us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Notes. Um, so who is your favorite artist or who are they? Um, I, I have a very, I don't know, eclectic interest in art. I like a lot of different types of art. So one of my favorite artists is Georgia O'Keeffe. Mm-hmm. But I'm... I was thinking about it the other day and I'm not sure if it's because of her biography and who she was versus her art, because I think I like, I think I liked her life and when she was living and when she was making things and kind of what she overcame to be where she was. So like she was working a lot with um, some very, you know, famous American artists and things in New York in like the 1900, you know, kind of timeline. It's not just about the art that this person makes. It's also about who they are, you know, that's that's what defines their art so much, you know, what they decide to create, what influences them through their life so I think it you know it's a it's probably a combination yeah yeah absolutely because I mean I love flowers I love nature she did a lot of that I like Beatrix Potter a lot um she does a little bit of the fantasy watercolor illustrations with the little characters and animals and stuff um and I like her life story as well her journey that she went through um as far as doing that and then, of course, I like a lot of the pop surrealists. Um, I've got like some Caitlin Hackett on my wall back there. It's like uh, uh, the Mad Hatter and the and then one of the characters from the Brian Froud movie. And <laughs> <laughs> I just like that kind of stuff. They're they're kind of dark, but they're not too dark that they would scare my kids. <laughs> Always a little surreal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, I think, you know, that's some of them. <laughs> well, um, one more question. Do you have any um, advice to give to others, to, do, to other artists, uh, according to all your experience and your, you know, everything you know and all, all that? Yeah. Like, like um, them? yeah, other than the whole, like, not having to have it all figured out so early, but also just try different things. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to stick to one thing. 
I strongly believe it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah it's experiment and try it. If it doesn't work for you, you can do something else. I mean, don't freak out if you don't have it all figured out. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Plus, you know, nobody else will see it. You're just there in your studio working on something like, oh, that looks like shit. Well, nobody needs to see it. <laughs> and, you know, then they yeah. open also new doors to like a whole new career of creativity that, you know, works and fits so much better for you, you know, so. And things don't have to be perfect, you know, like just getting started and getting out there. No artist. <laughs> like waiting, like it has to be perfect before I show anybody. <laughs> that doesn't really exist. I don't think. Perfection doesn't exist anyway. So, yeah, like what is per what what's perfect to me might not be perfect to somebody else. You know, I mean, so. That kind of thing. I think just, it, it, I think it all comes around, go, comes around like anxiety and believing in yourself and taking first steps. And it, make, it, it makes a lot of sense to talk about, you know, uh, self-confidence because it's amazing how when you put something out there, it's kind of, it's your creation. So it's kind of like your baby, you know, <laughs> part of you. And then it's going to eat, you know, maybe you'll get criticized and that's going to hurt you just like somebody criticized yourself, you know, and you have to learn to be, you know, tougher, you know, and to just be like, no, everybody's different. Everybody, like art is so subjective, you know, one person's going to love it. One person's going to hate it. Well, the person who's going to hate it, it doesn't matter because, you know, there's plenty of people that will love it too. You know, if everybody loved the same thing, there would be one artist on earth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would not help us. I know, so it it's not. a good thing that people criticize your work, you know. But I mean, I think you know a lot of younger artists. You know, they they're looking at like the best that people are putting out, like what they with that. You're not really seeing the work that goes on behind the scenes when it comes to like social media. And the you know the web and everything so I social think media really is such a muffle of like kindness no i mean like yeah people can be quite mean too but you know i'm saying oh, yeah. people are like just like liking way more things than they really like you know <laughs> i mean like it, it puts you like in this real world of like you know thinking that you know everything is so artificial and yeah. you're right people need more contact with yeah. your humans you know or 3d see people in 3d <laughs> although you know that may not be in the in the metaverse or because <laughs> you know like if it's a no never mind that wouldn't work because we're too far in the future already <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like in in blood and how you say like in the in in, in French we say in blood and flesh in bone flesh and, and blood yeah flesh and there that's what I meant <laughs> not three D yeah I mean like and you know ha going and doing the shows was really that really showed me how much it meant I think to actually meet people who were buying things you know, uh -huh. and, and interacting with them. And I was so scared of that, uh -huh. but that was actually the really good part to be able to connect in real life. And yeah, it's pretty know. wonderful. And what people say, like of things that you've posted, you know, that they may not even mention, you know, they may not, not everybody comments, like what's the percentage of people who comment on, you know, something you post and then when people start talking to you you have no idea how many people see your stuff You're like oh all these people see my stuff and yeah. they never even commented <laughs> once on it you know you know people don't they just look and then they're like oh you know they just keep it for themselves and then when they see you they're the first one to tell you i was like well i guess it's good a lot of people see my stuff <laughs> yeah yeah i do think there are there's like a whole other side of the internet where they're just looking and they're not yeah yeah but you, you would never know that without 
having those yeah. you know flesh and bone <laughs> shows you yeah, know no. where like I you mean, can like, actually talk to people and meet them like all these people you've never met they only like know you through the internet you know yeah, yeah. that's quite interesting because you know I didn't grow up or build my career like that because the, you know I, my career is obviously pre-internet you know <laughs> but so you know I mean like it started pre-internet anyway I'm using all the social media now but, uh, <laughs> I'm taking it. but you know like it, it's interesting to to see how different you know yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, your program and, you know, how how do you feel about interviewing all these artists? Do you feel like it's bringing you as much as you're bringing to others uh, as far as, you know, like you're providing a lot of information for artists, you know, and some really good advice, you know, uh, especially for artists who are, are starting or just like I want to try something different like digital art and they never done it and so it's good to listen to a show about that and you've covered quite a bit of medium you know through all the artists you interviewed how many artists have you interviewed now do you keep track oh gosh I don't know I mean it, it's probably um Somewhere between 30 and 40, I think. Pretty good because your show is still quite new, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, new. Yes, you got a couple of years behind you, but, you know, still it's. it's um, yeah, it's still new, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like a, you know, show that's been going on for decades. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. You, you still enjoy it and do you, you know, do you get as much out of it as the artists that may be listening or are interviewed get out of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really funny. I started it on like just the spur of the moment and I wish that I had thought more about the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you know, nobody's going to pay attention to this. It was just kind of one of those things that I just, you know, thought, let me try and see who will talk to me. And so I started reaching out to people. Um, and then I also did like a call for art, but I artists, but I think um, my intention was to support others and sort of like give back to community. And because man, it's hard. It's hard being an artist and not knowing if anybody sees you or is interested or cares, you know. So I was trying to be encouraging and supportive of other people. And Well, you're definitely um, doing that, and that's great. I mean, you are doing something really good for the art community. I hope so. And I, you're I, interviewing I, a lot of locals too, which is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like, I... I know I haven't spoken to nearly, you know, just a small portion of people run out. <laughs> I mean, but see, like we could check back in later. <laughs> How how's life now? <laughs> I mean, I think the one thing I didn't expect is for it to give back to me. Mm-hmm. Like for me to be able to network with other artists and being be inspired myself, because I mean I was in I get inspired by all kinds of things, but I think talking to people and really understanding like where they came from and what their journey was and what they went through, you know, it meant a whole lot to me to get to know you know, what was behind what they were sharing, you know? And so it ended up being, it, it ended up being a really great thing for myself as well. But I'm enjoying it. I still find it very interesting. But that's good because, you know, I was like, I hope she still loves it because, you know, it's a really good thing she's got going on. There's still a lot of artists out there that need to be interviewed. <laughs> I mean, it there. there's quite a bit of work on the behind the scenes oh the editing i imagine is like murder right 
editing and like remembering to share and like I try to like post about an episode a bunch beforehand hopefully not irritating everybody but you know trying to do my my job oh yeah that's that's how you get attention you know you gotta post every day you know and my 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 thing is like to one post a day yeah one post a day you know sometimes I do more but I have to do one a day and sometimes I get lazy and don't but you know (laughs) I try to stay very regular about that yeah 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 Yeah, that's how you keep people interested and that's how you stay up there in their feed you know so yeah and it's for me too Another part of it and another side of it that I know not a lot of people realize is that I do similar things for my day job. Right. So I'm doing like I have, um, you know, these executives that I'm doing there. They do interviews and I edit them and that kind of thing. So I do a lot of this for my day job for me. It's like another way to learn without it being attached necessarily to my job. (laughs) So I'm kind of being creative in my own way through it, you know. But at the same time, I hope you enjoy it enough to do all that editing and everything. Because, you know, like I didn't have an artist page until I quit the gallery because I just couldn't, you know, I had to post so much for the gallery page, you know, (laughs) because it is just too much. It's a lot. I mean, you, and you have to think you, you do kind of have, it takes up a bit of mind brain space, you know, you've got to put so much thought into, okay, what should I post today about this artist, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm enjoying it enough that it is adding something back to me. And I'm, I really, really hope that people enjoy it too and are when actually learning and listening. <laughs> when there's interactions, that's when it pays off, you know, if you get into yeah, yeah. So worth it, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to add? No, I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, you talk enough. Yeah, thank you, Vera, for offering to do this. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm glad you finally got your episode (laughs) just for you. Yeah, it was a little nerve-wracking, you know. It was okay. It was okay. You did wonderful. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Art Talk with April. For more information on this episode, join the Facebook group, The Art Lounge. Please subscribe and share. See you next Tuesday. Hope you have a great week.